stop, stop. I can't take it anymore. Oh, I do the live ones too. Yes, I know. I saw your act in the theatre. You're really quite good. Quite a certain harmful habit. And welcome back. We are breaking up with our BS. This is episode number 112, and I am JDK Winnikin. And I am Tawny Santabria. Thank you once again for spending a little bit of time with us today as we explore and dissect yet another BS story that keeps us stuck and limited. Today's story goes something like this. There's always so much or too much for me to do. But before we get there, if you find any of the topics that we offer on Breaking Up With RBS helpful to you, please subscribe so you don't miss out on any future content. So with that, JD, what do you think of our topic today? I love it. I love it. It's widespread. It's all over the place. It's epidemic. It's epidemic. We pop that story like we pop M&Ms at Halloween. You know, there's so many <laughs> metaphors I could go with, but yeah, it's it's a huge one. And it's one that I think, like so, like every story that we talk about, is more limiting than we think once we scratch beyond the surface and kind of investigate it. Um, and it's a really potent one because being busy, we have learned, is important, is a sign of living a good life, is uh, pursuing the right things. There's a whole lot of other stories that can line up behind it. And so to tackle this one, I think helps give us some insight and some curiosity and some openness to maybe investigating a few others. Mm -hmm. Well, sure. They're all sort of like this webbed nest together. I uh -huh. think so many of them sort of like feed the other and mm -hmm. then gets feed fed back and all of those mm -hmm. kinds of things. So certainly there's too much to do or always so much to do. Um, definitely. Um, it keeps us busy keeps keeps us busy and 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 sometimes unaware <laughs> very much so very much so yeah yeah and i think it's it's and to me it's kind of the thing of too busy right because busy by itself isn't bad depends on what you're busy with and what's motivating that what's driving that forward too busy right there's there it can it, it can be an indicator of a number of things which i'm sure is what we're going to talk about today Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I also think that sometimes it's the thought process of there's always so much to do that keeps us like sort of future oriented. So we're sort of looking at the bulk of the week or the bulk of the month or the bulk of the year or season or something like this. And we're just sort of giving into their, oh, there's so much to do. Mm -hmm. And we, we aren't really even in the space to do all the things yet. So we put it in a bucket and we overwhelm ourselves when we do this too. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I like when you use that term, putting it in a bucket. Cause you know, it's kind of like the idea of to follow that out, like being future oriented is like putting it all in the bucket and all of it in the bucket at the same time and trying to carry it across. That's a lot of weight. Whereas maybe one at a time, <laughs> you know, is, is easier, <laughs> simpler. Mm -hmm. Gotcha. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah. All yeah, right. Yeah. Let's take it apart. I yeah, I was talking to somebody today about kind of this. He was, we were talking about sort of planning the week of, you know, the structure of the week for himself. And, and, and he typically has planned this time to do this on a Friday afternoon for the week ahead. Mm. And number one, that just sounds really um, 
not fun at all on yeah. a Friday afternoon yeah. to be thinking about and scheduling and structuring out your next week, yeah, exactly. right? And and basically sort of taking all of it at once mm-hmm. and 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 then feeling overwhelmed. Right. Because you're looking at the whole thing at one time mm-hmm. instead of, you know, parsing things out and realizing that on Monday, you're really only going to get Monday's things done. Mm-hmm. We don't really have to think about Friday, for example, on Monday, but we tend to think that we've got to be thinking about all of these things all at once. And then we get overwhelmed and then we then the story of what's wrong with me comes into play. Yeah. Why can everybody else do it, but I can't because this is the way we're supposed to do it? Oh, man. Yeah. Yeah. I had a conversation just like that last week. Just like that. That's That story in particular. Everybody else seems to be able to know how to do this except me. <laughs> That was, and that was like, it was like, you know, that sound of the, the needle on the record, (laughs) like, I mean, that was, that was such an important thing to focus on. Our whole conversation kind of shifted in, in that direction, but that's where it came from was this sense of, I can't stay on top of the things that I want to stay, you know, to stay on top of, you know, and, Mm -hmm. and it was, and the, the shift in their tone, their body language the look in their face when that particular story came behind it was palpable. Well, it's, yeah, it's quite stressful to mm-hmm. have to think about everything all at once now in this moment and have it all figured out. And we say this to our, to each other, you know, oh, yeah, I got to get this figured out. Mm-hmm. Right. Like, um, n- no, we just, today is today. And, and what are we getting figured out? you know, today, or what are we choosing to spend moment to moment on today, mm-hmm. as opposed to using up energy, trying to feel like we constantly have to have all of the rest of it figured out. Yeah. Yeah. And, and not even getting into the question of how many of these things are, are priorities, right? How many, you know, what, what things are you just adding in that maybe don't need to be there <laughs> or, you know, aren't as important, but you're maybe making them out to be as important because you have to get everything done, right? Um, mm-hmm. It's almost like there can be this focus on having to be everything. And if it's, even if it's a small thing compared to the other things you got done and you don't get that done, then somehow you've fallen short. Like it's like, you know, being given a, a, a to-do list or to make a list of 14 things. I only got 11 of them done and focusing on those three that you didn't and discarding the other 11, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. So any of this and all of this takes us outside of what's, what we're doing right now. Mm -hmm. Right. So that, that's the part of the story that ends up sort of weighing us down. It's not to say that there isn't things that we like to do or things that we want to get done. Right. Right. Like there, you know, we've, we've got a vacation that we're planning for, we probably want to have some sense of a plan, but do we have to have every moment planned out? Probably not. We don't probably have to do all of that. Mm -hmm. And we don't have to be thinking about it nonstop constantly, Mm -hmm. um, you know, two weeks ahead of time either. You know, that's the the other part also. Um, You know, certainly we want to be thinking about our vacation. So maybe that's one that we just want to daydream about that, but that's great. Um, (laughs) But it's some of these other things that we've, you know, got to do this project and we've got to, Mm -hmm. you know, have the, have friends over and then we've got to, you know, take care of the house and then we've got to take care of the kids and then we've got to do this and we've got this, you know, event to go to and that one and all of the things, but sitting here thinking about all of that at once isn't 
restoring or renewing or recharging in any way at all. It's just making your brain think and body think that, holy moly, I've got to take care of all this right now. Mm-hmm. And yeah. this is really spread out. This is really spread out more in like a week or two or a month span. Yeah. 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 It's that, uh, the, the image that always comes to mind for me with this. And I, I, I use it a lot in conversations is, you know, the school of fish, right? If, if you're a predator wanting to attack a school of fish, they stay together in a school for a reason you get hundreds of them all packed together. Shark doesn't know where to go. Right. So having all these busy things, all these things put together and being in that mode you just described is actually preventing you from doing the very thing that you're wanting to be doing. <laughs> I have all these things to do, but you can only do one of them, right? There's only one fish you can really attack in the end, right? There's only one you can do at a time. So, I mean, that's a, that's a very grim thing. I feel bad for the fish, but that's sort of what, you know, what I, what comes to mind for me with that is it's how then to step out of that and then move on the, the thing, right? The one thing or, you know, cause that's all we can do. I mean, we see it time and time again, more and more studies, more and more common commentary about trying to multitask, you know, doesn't really do anything very, very well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. And so that's the part of we can choose to overwhelm ourselves mm-hmm. or we can choose not to overwhelm ourselves. And and so the, the processing that we've got going on in any given moment in our body and in our thinking space is going to, you know, h- help with that one way or the other. It will help to get the, you know, stress response going in the body if we're going to put everything in a bucket and want to think about it all at once. We, there's no figuring that out because these things need to be actually done to be felt like a, like I've either there's been an enjoyment, there's a relief that it's done. Mm -hmm. There's a sense of confidence that it's done. There's, there's a sense of something after and during this process of getting it done. The thinking about it isn't going to make any or create any kind of relief or anything like that. All it's going to do is lead to overwhelm until we actually start doing it. Yeah. Yeah. Is the trouble. Right. And that overwhelm is a freeze, right? In that case, right? <laughs> or flight. <laughs> Run from it. Yeah. E- well, either one, yeah, either or one, or just, yeah. Or just, okay, I can't sleep tonight. Ugh. Because I'm thinking about all the things that I need to get done. Either way, mm-hmm. it's going to rev up the system yeah. and keep you from relaxing. Mm-hmm. So, so yes, it's habitual. We get into these, you know, ways of doing things that um, that that may have been helpful for us when we were in school. Maybe you know, thinking about all of the things and staying up really late and finishing things in you know in between sleeps. Um, <laughs> It maybe maybe that helped us. Maybe we got good grades. So it was like, okay, yep. this works. Mm-hmm. Right. But but as adults, we're not trying to get any good grades anymore, thankfully. I mean, <laughs> we are sometimes, you know. But right. in general, we're not looking for the A plus. So um we can get some sleep. <laughs> hmm Exactly. I think you're I think you're absolutely right about that. I think I think these are like so many other things can be these things that served us once before but don't anymore, right? These habitual patterns, right? Or the, these stories or, or what, what reinforces them, what's behind them. The one you mentioned was very much me. You know, I could procrastinate, I could put off, and then last minute, I could rip out a paper all the way up through grad school. 
I could rip out a paper in the shortest amount of time allotted and do well with it. Now, I never really stopped to think, what if I'd really done this and dug in deep and done this weeks in advance and worked on it steadily? How much better would it be? You know, so I didn't spend a lot of time on that. But the messaging I got was, yes, I can do a lot when when the chips are down, when the deadline is approaching. Um, I can do that. And I told myself another story. I, you know, I do great under pressure. <laughs> you know, like, maybe I don't need the pressure. <laughs> so, well, exactly. I think many many of us at one point in our lives, probably in general, we have done great under some kind of pressure, sure, right? right? Yeah. Um, and especially as younger people, because yeah. the pressure um, then and the consequence is, it feels as a younger person, it feels like a greater mm-hmm. and more significant kind of influence. That's true. That's you true. know, and <clears throat> so that gets us doing what is expected. Mm-hmm. And then, and then as an adult, we don't have that same kind of influence, but we'll, we'll still keep habitually sort of practicing that. Yeah. And, and it takes a toll. Oh, it does. It does. You know, and, and, and for me, it was the the step up from getting a paper done on time to, you know, tasks involved at work where my job was dependent upon it or, somebody else was depending upon me or something like that, raised the stakes even further, you know, and before I knew it, I mean, these were, these were coping mechanisms that weren't working for me. I've had, I've said that many times in my life. I have too much to do. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 And, and, and nowadays um, we can fill every single moment with something to do, whether it's mm-hmm. important or valuable, sort of like what you were talking before about before, you know, is it even significant, all of the things on the list? Are they even sort of prioritized? Do we even give thought to why in the heck are we doing this particular thing that we've just always done and we've not even ever sort of questioned, why do we do this thing in this way? Mm-hmm. Is there a more efficient way to do it? Sometimes we don't even ask ourselves any of this, or do I even want to keep doing it? Like, why, why am I doing this? Uh-huh. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Things shift, right? Things change and we grow and we get older and, you know, new things become possible. Things that were once possible become less possible. Um, all those things taken together and asking those questions can get, um, I think it's good, right? And feels good to do it, but it's also scary, right? Whoa, mm-hmm. what, you know, what do I do? I'm so used to this, you know, uh, but maybe this doesn't serve me. How do I do that? You know, I mean, in my own experience, I mean, working, working with people who've struggled with addiction, right? The very idea of giving up things that, that were so core to their coping mechanism is terrifying because that's what they know. And even though they want to give it up and it's horrible and they see the consequences, if they're those people who do, at least that's what they know. Right? What does it get replaced with? What do I do instead? They can't even imagine it. Now that's an extreme mm-hmm. example, but that's where it can get, you know? Yeah, well, absolutely. And, and, and on some level, it's not even that extreme. I think about, I had this conversation with this one, uh, a woman uh, years ago, and it was around this time, holiday season, where, you know, all of the things to do there was to make the season and the day perfect for everybody she knew anywhere oh, and from everywhere. Yeah. And so she had year after year after year, all of the things that she needed to do with the house, that she needed to do with the party, that she needed to do with 
the family, the day of, the day before, all of the things. And she, and that is the stress that we talked about for the month leading up. And there was no way she was going to give up any of it. Oh, wow. So because it was so familiar, because it was so familiar, and this is the way that, you know, she decided or thought that this is how it's supposed to be. And if it was up to her to make this happen for everybody, and this is how she wanted to experience the season anyway. Mm. But the amount of time that she spent worried, complaining, overwhelmed, frustrated, angry, irritated, um, what cost was that? It was a huge, it was a significant cost. Does that, does that a month of that or six weeks of that outweigh a, a joyous day of food and togetherness? I, I don't know. Maybe it does. Maybe it doesn't. But for her, it was so familiar that that was not something, no matter how much she complained about it, was not something she was going to give up. Huh. Wow. I guess then, I mean, it's the only thing that can be done is to highlight the cost, I guess, if she was wanting to, you know, but it doesn't sound like well, she... Didn't sound like it mattered, even if there was a cost. And maybe sometimes it's not that there needs to be something done differently, but then there's just that the space was there for the complaint to occur. Mm. And, and, and it's been several years. So maybe this season, maybe this season is different for her. I don't, I have no idea because I haven't chatted with her in a really long time. Mm -hmm. So who knows? So who knows? But at least um, for a while, there, it was very clear there was too much to do and not, all of it needed to be done. Yeah. yeah. She was not going to give any of it up. So yes. So we do deal with this. Oh man. Yeah. I, the, the holidays part really resonates. I, my, um, when my niece and nephew were younger, um, I, and I'm not, I'm not telling stories out of school for my family. They know this cause I said it they're younger. I at some point we can't plan out every single minute of every single day for every single t trip that we're together. We can't, it's <laughs> just way too much. And if you're going to, fine, but I'm going to step out of these, 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 and these, because the energy for me of feeling like I had to do all of those things was just too much for me, you know, with those. And, and I noticed that having too much for me, you know, I think I have family members very much like what you just described. They want things this way, right? They want to do it that way. They want that list. They, they're not going to change it. For me, I found that that was almost too overwhelming, even for fun things. It was a vacation. I was supposed to be on a break and supposed to be doing enjoyable things. But f for me, it was a point in my life where I was becoming more focused on wanting to have really good conversations with my family, regardless of what we were doing. Yeah, we could be sitting in the living room over coffee, having thought that was that. But man, the, the, the messaging too about the holidays need to be this and they need to look like that. And it's you, somebody's got to do it and it's got to be done right. Cause if not, everything is ruined. <laughs> you know, I, I've seen it in many places, not just in my own family, but in situations like you described, man. Yeah. Talk, there's even more messaging and more stories there too. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. And, and that's the part of familiarity, right? Yeah. So if we are familiar with <clears throat> that value behind being busy and getting all of the things done, and we pride ourselves on the person who gets all the things done, um, and we're used to this, then it's going to be that much more challenging to kind of unravel some of this. Mm -hmm. If we're, if we're the type of person who sort of like just gets overwhelmed um, like, and doesn't want to have a, a list full of things to do, 
um, and we notice ourselves getting overwhelmed, uh, but we have a lot of shoulds. Yeah. We have a lot of, well, this, I should be doing it. Does it. Um, maybe it's not necessarily familiar to be super, super busy, but the familiarity then is the stories of, I should be doing it this way. Mm -hmm. So I need to keep, I need to keep on this track mm -hmm. uh, it, to unravel some of this or to prioritize, um, is going to take a little bit of effort and a little bit of sort of checking in with oneself and, and asking questions around, yeah, is, is this, you know, am I even enjoying the thing that I'm doing? Yeah. Yeah. You know, and, and, you know, for me, when I've talked with people about this too, you know, I'll ask them the question, you know, of all these 15 things that make up this too much to do, what of these in theory, if you didn't do it, <laughs> wouldn't change the outcome really of your week, right? Is there anything that isn't as important or, or can be put off or maybe something that isn't necessary and that you don't particularly enjoy? And if you could take it out and let it go, would you be willing to experiment with that and see how it feels? Just, it's so interesting how when we're in that situation, we want to, we'll say like, I need to get this done for all of this, for work or for my family or for the holidays. And we don't say to ourselves, or we're sort of okay with, if it's at our own expense, <laughs> we're okay with that because we got to get it done, right? And so then it you know, becomes a question that I try to highlight of who's getting the priority of your attention yourself and what is best for yourself or whatever's external about this, this your boss, your family, your partner, your friends, whatever the expectation is coming from. And that can take time <laughs> for people to really be able to see and then dig into. Mm -hmm. Oh, for sure. For sure. And yeah. I think too, I'm thinking about like the busy parents, right? Oh, like, yeah. of course the busy parents are absolutely not going to stop being busy if it is about the kids mm -hmm. um, in some regard or the, the busy sort of like workaholic person, yeah. right? Work always needs them and, and they need to be there for work. Right. So, so when we've got some things that we're pretty, again, familiar with taking care of, whether they're people or entities, then um, that tends to come first. And, and so unraveling that is going to be even that much more difficult. But And, and then looking for a balance around that. Like, okay, mm -hmm. it doesn't have to be all or nothing. It doesn't have to be just you and not that mm -hmm. um, or them. Um, but how do we sort of work so that it doesn't feel like um, there's always so much to do? I think, and then this goes back to what I was saying earlier, is I think the biggest culprit is that we put everything in the bucket. If we're going to allow ourselves to think about all the things that we have got to do in five days, mm. in this moment, this moment will feel overwhelming because you're bringing five days into this moment. We don't need to bring five days or 10 days or 365 days. We don't need to bring all of that into this moment because the fifth day is when we're going to worry about the fifth day stuff. Mm -hmm. Not today, mm -hmm. not right now. Yeah. Yeah. And, and you see what some, some people, when people in organizations, when they implement these types of things successfully, you can see the effect that it has. You know, there's a, there's a, a professional sports team that I follow. 
that breaks out their week long. They play games on Sundays, but every day has a different focus point and they do not worry about all the other stuff. They do the thing each day and each day's got a name. Monday's for one thing, Tuesday's for the next thing, Wednesday's for the next thing. And if they do that, the buy-in is if we do each of these things each day, we will be prepared for the big performance on Sunday. We're not going to be thinking what if, what if, what if about all that. We have this structured in such a way. Now, that's a professional sports organization that has lots of people and lots of money to do all of that. But nevertheless, it is something that is an applied lesson in this. Still a lot to do. Still a lot to do. But not so much that it can't be handled on a day-by-day basis. Yeah, it's, well, it's perspective. Again, Correct. if we, it's, it's you know, so noticing our thought process in this moment and how we're describing this moment um, as it relates to past or future or whatever, all, all of the different pieces, um, that's an internal sort of process. Mm-hmm. You know, um, so that's the part that, uh, we can all do for ourselves, but um, we've we've got to ask ourselves the the, the questions, mm-hmm. and also and also remind ourselves that it's five days is five days away. What's today? Correct. Where am I today? What what needs my attention right now? Mm-hmm. Today. Mm-hmm. Yeah, even if it's about something that might be six days or five six days away like planning for an event, but what is that today? (laughs) Right. What actually needs to be done today? The thought Mm -hmm. process of, oh my gosh, how is this event going to go? Do I have all the, you know, all of that, like what ifing of the, the, the six day ahead event isn't what needs to be done today. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's energy that is being wasted. Yeah. And it's a subtle shift, but a very significant one. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah. Wow. We could keep going on this, but we were running out of time. I see the clock staring at me. <laughs> yeah, we are. <laughs> well, thanks for that. I mean, this is really timely. I mean, it, this is a really powerful one that I think we, we all can do. We can all fall victim to. So that mm-hmm. felt good even for me to parse it out. So thanks, Tony. Appreciate that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you. And thank you for listening to this episode of Breaking Up with Our BS. Remember, if you missed any of this episode or any other episodes, you can get this as a podcast wherever you get your podcasts. Thank you so much in advance for for subscribing, for leaving us a review, for sharing with your friends and your family and your social networks, anybody you think who would benefit from an examination of these stories that can keep us limited. Really looking forward to seeing you next week when uh, we're have, we have another story that is coming your way. And I got to make sure that I have it in front of me. There it is. Next week's story is They're Holding Me Back. Mm, so, good one. Uh-huh. And we will dig into that mm-hmm. next week. Uh, and until then, I am JDK Winnicott. And I'm Tani Santabria. Thanks for joining us, everybody. See you soon. Mm-hmm. I'm in my groove. Here we go.